Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hi, this is Shepherd Talk with Pastor Ray, and we have been going through the Baptist Faith and Message. We've talked about what the Scriptures say. We've talked about what the Scriptures say about God, and today we're going to talk about what the Scriptures say about man. And Pastor Ray, the Baptist Faith and Message begins its portion as it discusses man by emphasizing that man is a special creation of God. Why, why put that in there, and what does that mean for us? Yeah, well, it's essential that we understand that um, we're not like the other creation. We're not like animals. I, I love animals. Mm-hmm. You, you love animals, but we're not. We're not animals. We're a higher uh, class of creation, if you will, on purpose by God. Remember, in the beginning of the scriptures, it says that God set man in the garden to actually manage all mm-hmm. the other creation, including the plants, the trees, the gardens. The animals that he created, all of those things were under man's authority and his dominion until he fell. And then then he still has a responsibility to manage what God has created, but the dynamic changes, uh, which isn't really the topic at the, at the moment. So um, so God did create us, create us as unique and special beings, and he created us for relationship with him. Now, you know, we get to heaven and we'll perhaps find out that the the other creation had a unique kind of relationship with God, the birds and all of that sort of thing. But man was created to have a, a very personal and unique kind of creation. In fact, you think about this. The Bible says that the angels are not created on the same level that humanity. Now, we all, there are people, unfortunately, who worship angels, and that is not biblical. Mm -hmm. Angels are messengers of God, or they uh, they have assignments from God and tasks from God. But it says that the angels themselves long to look into salvation. They look at us and they say, oh, man, that, that salvation thing, you know. And, and man, I wish I, I understood that. And maybe even, um, you know, could get in on what it does for a person in their relationship with God. That's all speculation. But, but we know that, that man was created higher than the angels, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of his design and his purpose with God. Uh, so it's important that we, there was a Harvard pr- professor uh, who said some years ago that man is no different than, than animals. And that's why man should have no special life privileges. So uh, it was a, 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 an argument trying to justify abortion and say, well, you know, they're just animals. Uh, mm-hmm. Humanity is just a different, different grade of animal. And so uh, uh, humans should have no more rights than an animal does. In fact, we ought to put humans down that become a drain on That's pretty spooky stuff Mm -hmm. when you think about it. But it gets to the point. If man is not unique, if he is not a special creation to God, if he's a product of chance, by the way, as evolution teaches, then it is survival of, of, of the fittest. And so God created us to be unique and to be managers of his, uh, uh, the rest of his creation. And so that's what sets us apart and differentiates us. And that's important because people like to say that, that what 
we believe about man being a special creation is counter to taking care of the rest of God's creation, but actually it puts a great amount of responsibility on us to manage it. It really does. In, in fact, this is a, a statement that you don't hear often, but Christians ought to be the most environmentally conscious people on the planet. Now, I don't think that means we go to some of the nutty extremes that we often hear about environmentalists who say, kill the children and save the snails, mm. you know. Uh, but the point is, uh, as believers, we were entrusted from the get-go to take care of the creation of God, this planet. It's God's. And so we do bear responsibility to be um, ecologists, if you will, but not from a humanistic standpoint, but from a theistic standpoint. God said, I created you. Take care of my creation. It's my creation. And I put you there with purpose. And part of that purpose was to take care of my creation. Sure. There's another section in the Baptist Faith and Message as it describes man, which states that every person of every race that has ever been created has full dignity in the sight of God. Why is it important to note that? And how do we get sideways with that sometimes? Well, what you're really getting at is the heart of racism. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason we have racism uh, in this world, and it's existed from the beginning of time, really. And the reason we have that is we don't understand what you just said, that God created all humans with dignity. I'm pro-human. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there today about what are you? Do you support this? Do you support this? Listen, I'm pro-human. And, and that means every human has dignity. Now, that saying every human has dignity doesn't dignify every human sin. And we have to understand the difference. Mm -hmm. Every human has value to God because they are his creation, which means I should have hold people in high esteem and value. That's why we try to get the gospel to people because we believe all people have value. We don't believe all sin is mitigated because people have value because right. that's not biblical either. Right. But here, here's what we know, that that. Every ethnicity, ethnos in the Bible, and uh, every people, the Bible says every tongue, every tribe, every nation, every people, are there are going to be people from all the nations, all the ethnicities, everything in heaven. And by the way, if you can't get along here, you may have trouble in heaven <laughs> because there's going to be a lot of surprise about uh, uh, the mix of the congregation you know, when we get to heaven. So uh, all humans have dignity, but we go sideways when we start um, elevating or devaluing another ethnicity uh, because it is different from us. Now, again, don't confuse that with, well, this person has a different uh, uh, bent on what the Bible calls sin, Right. Sin is sin. Right. All right. Doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. Doesn't matter what your heritage is. It doesn't even matter what you believe about God. I mean, sin is sin. Okay. So we have to be careful. We we don't equate human dignity and value and mitigate sin on the basis of well everybody everybody is valuable and so that makes whatever they want to do or however they want to operate valuable. That's that's not the same thing. That's exactly what I was going to get into next. While while 
all people of all races are seen equal in the sight of God, as you said, not only does that mean in their value, but it also means in their lostness outside of Christ. And the Baptist faith message talks about man choosing to depart from God and Christ being the only way to gain fellowship with him again. So when, when sin entered through man, what does that say about us? Well, it, it puts us in a whole new category because now we're separated from our creator. Mm. The sin separates us. And, and the incredible thing about God, and we see it in the garden uh, with Adam and Eve, is God created them, created them with purpose, gave them assignments, but he also gave them the freedom to rebel against him. And now I think you know, on the, the Ned in the first uh, reader level, I think God did that because he, did, he, he wants a relationship with you and I because he loves us and we in turn love him. And so it's not like I'm going to make you have a relationship. I'm going to make you uh, uh, love me and follow me. That's really not a relationship, a force kind of thing. And so God gave man the ability to choose. And in the garden, unfortunately, Man chose, um, and God had already told him the consequences, but he, which demonstrates, again, God's great love for mm-hmm. us and say, I love you, but I want this to be a dynamic two-way relationship, but you bear responsibility for that. And so as a result, man rebelled. Man rebelled, and, um, and it, it set in motion a whole new um, – sequence of consequences and not just for the garden but for humanity that would follow uh, after that so uh, man suddenly becomes instead of this man walking in perfect fellowship with god he becomes a man disenfranchised from god by his own doing by his own willing choice and so um, that's the story of man is that he has rebelled freely rebelled and God has, in his goodness, said, I've got an alternative for you in my son, Jesus Christ. Um, And so man's condition becomes one of lostness. God's hasn't changed. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I've got a provision if you'll take it. So for those men and women who have been redeemed and who are Christ followers now and have that personal relationship with Christ— how should we be viewing those men and women that have not yet made that decision? Because sometimes maybe we can get confused about how we should view lost uh, people and how maybe we engage or, or in the lack thereof engage with them. How should we view them? Well, we should view them as, as creations that God loves. Right. Um, you know, sometimes you've heard me say this uh, many times over the years. Never, uh, never get angry at lost people for acting lost. And we sometimes we have to be careful. We don't take such a uh, kind of a, a self sanctimonious high road that we say, "Well, we're saved; they're lost, and tough for them." No, the whole motivation behind uh, God's love is to get them in the kingdom, to help them come into the kingdom. And so we have to view them. From the perspective of they're just like I was before I knew Christ. Now, some people say, well, they live like this and they do. I never did that sort of. doesn't matter. You were just as lost. You were just as lost. 
look, I was a good kid. I did the right things, you know. But if I had died before I recognized uh, my need for Christ, I'd have spent my eternity in hell because it wasn't about my goodness. Even in my best, I was still lost uh, because it only takes a sin to make a sinner. We have to look at people and say, if it weren't for the grace of God, that's me. So how can I help them understand how much God loves them, that they're his creation? And it will help you sometimes not justify. It's not about justifying sin or how a person lives or rebels or if they're hostile to God or antagonistic. And if we're not careful, the devil will use that to say, see, these people aren't worth reaching. And so he'll, he'll whisper that sort of thing in our mind. We'll say, I ain't, you know, I ain't even going to But But God's motivation and inspiration is they're lost. You were lost. I saved you. And I would love to save them too. Help them hear me. Help them understand who I am. That's, that has to be the way we look. So we don't condone sin, but we don't um, give up on sinners because we still, we're still sinners. I got saved. It didn't suddenly cause me to not sin. Right. But the difference is uh, I, I've been redeemed. I've taken hold of the remedy for my condition. And, uh, and that remedy is like a medicine for my soul. Okay. So we have to do the same. So we look at people that don't know him and we say, Lord, help me love them when they're unlovely. By the way, we're all unlovely plenty. Too, but help me love them so that uh, I can take them in. Well, and I would add this: that doesn't mean there's never time to say, "Thus saith the Lord." Sure, thus saith the Lord. But uh, the first thing we have to do is see people for who they are, uh, instead of characterizing them and saying they, their sin has so disqualified them from the kingdom. No, it hasn't. You know, so uh, maybe that's some insight in terms of how we view them. Sure. Uh, this Shepherd Talk has been about what the Baptist faith and, message, faith and message says about man. Next time on Shepherd Talk, what the Baptist faith and message says about salvation. We hope you'll tune into that. As I said, you can read the Baptist faith and message yourself at sbc.net. You can Google Baptist faith and message and find out what beliefs unite us. Pastor Ray, thank you. Thanks, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.